hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. Welcome. This is Adam. I'm Lisa. This is Designated Parent. Yeah, a podcast where we review children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Welcome. Cheers. 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 So this week is ostensibly about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which we saw with all of our children at a movie theater. When it, Yeah, when it's actually out. We didn't like catch this on like Netflix. Yeah. Like Two years after it ran through the theaters. And... Which, which, which is our normal. Normally, that's when my kids see a movie is when it has hit Netflix and not when it is in a theater. But but Granny was kind enough. She sent our kids some cash and they decided to band together. And rather than spend it on candy, which we have Plenty. so much. Plumma. We are still working on Halloween candy. Okay, for the record, my children, who in the morning cannot put on their shoes because their feet are too far away from them. Did interval sprints in the rain for two hours on Halloween. I know. It was amazing. I was And impressed. we are still working through that Halloween candy because had, it is an insane amount. We had like 35 pounds of Halloween candy. That is not an exaggeration. We weighed it. It was amazing. It weighed as much as one of our children. Which is not an accomplishment. But it's still like, so we're still working through that. This is February, just after Valentine's Day. We're working through Halloween candy. Our kids decided, I, I, I guess the economy here is that candy is not super valuable because it's so abundant in their world. But going to a movie, that that's pricey. It's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting and new and different. So, so yeah, thanks to Granny's uh, Times Day present, we all went. Mm-hmm. To the movie theater. Cheap showing at like 11 a.m. on a Saturday. Which, I mean, God bless the 11 a.m. showing. Like, it's the best time to see a movie. It really is. Like, Truth. there's no one there except for other kids. And so you're not, I'm not super worried about ticking off other humans. Yes. Yes. So then when Zeke is like repeating every line. Yep. Over and over and you're like, shh. That's not, that's not what we do here. This is in our, the- this is in our living room. You got to be quiet. And like people, like Lucy's like jumping up and standing in the middle of the aisle. Yes. Not that she would block anyone's view, <laughs> right? Because she's uh, she's a tiny human. She is shorter. But... Sta- she is shorter standing up than I am sitting down. So that wasn't really a huge issue. But I just feel distracting, maybe yeah. to those people who might not be used to seeing a movie with children. But it was great. It was it was it was a lot of fun. So we went out and we saw the movie. And, and to be fair, none of us were drinking during the movie. No, we were, I mean, we, we, we due to there, some complicated so. swim lesson and yoga logistics. Yeah, we drove separately. We drove separately and drove home separately. And I had all the kids in the van because the car was still under mild quarantine. Yes, because also. This week. This week. This, you guys. This week can like eat a bag of dicks. Like. It's been terrible. It has not been. So. Tuesday. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. We come home from Cub Scouts and I notice that Lucy is kind of itching her head and I'm like, hmm. Uh-oh. So we get home and I'm like, stay in the mudroom. 
And I was like, I think you have lice. So I called Adam over and I was like, Adam, I think she has lice. And so I go like fingers deep in her head, pull some hair back. And I'm like, oh, yes, confirmed. Tons of crawlies. So I go to Walgreens, buy all of the like hair poison that they had available. And uh, we are raining death and fire upon these. Yes, it is. uh, I will say our treatment process is aggressive. (laughs) Scorched earth, I would, I would say. So we, you know, shampoo and we follow the directions. We start combing her out, and it's like she has so much hair. Like, thank goodness she already has like kind of a very grown out pixie now, but like short hair. And but she has so much freaking hair. And she has the pixie because when you like when she grows it out and you try to put it in a ponytail, like her ponytail is like it's the like size, a half dollar. It's like a half dollar when you put it in a ponytail. And she's like, "This is so hot and heavy and miserable, and I don't want to have to deal with this. Can we just cut it all off?" And frankly, since I'm the morning parent that would have to do all the ponytails or braids or whatever shenanigans, I'm like, "Yeah." That- I mean, and I'm lazy. I support. Yeah, like, I mean, you, totally fine. You you have done the same thing for yourself, so I can't imagine you trying to. Right, I was like, yes, let's force do this. anything different. So I'm actually really glad she already has a little, a very grown up pixie haircut. But we, uh, so we got all the chemical so warfare stuff. So that was like till like maybe eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, just spent the whole time shampooing. And, and I was like, we, pr- I was like, we are not done. Oh no. Uh so then, Meanwhile, like, I'm pulling all the laundry out of her room and, like, washing everything on, like, super hot. Mm-hmm. We have, we've we discovered the steam mode on our dryer, which is... Yeah, we have a steam sanitary mode. That, you God. guys, if you have a steam sanitary mode on your dryer and you are not using it, you are not living your best life. It makes pillows so freaking fluffy. It's amazing. Like it's, those, like, so poofy. We got this, like, little Korean, like, sing-song dryer it's lg it's lg it sings a song when it's done it's fantastic it doesn't just like honk like my mom's old maytag which is by the way also fun but still running like this dryer could run for president yeah i made a comment to my dad i was like i think this your your washing machine can vote he's like it's 36 it can run for president i'm like given the current environment i might vote for it like it really it's i mean it's a very stable it does it does what it says it's gonna do it really does american manufacturing jobs or something i'm pretty sure it was made in america sometime during the reagan administration so maybe who knows it was i think but anyway it is a a monument to stability but our little korean thing that's probably gonna break in like five years but it's great i really love it it yeah the the steam sanitary mode like boops up the pillows pillows very fluffy so we did accidentally discover the deep the repoofizing power of our steam sanitary And that dryer. is literally the highlight of the week. Yeah. Everything else about the week sucked. So, so yeah. So, we're doing uh, Lice-pocalypse now on Wednesday. Yeah. That was all day Wednesday. That like, was just Literally, all day Wednesday. I combed out her head for eight hours. And then Thursday, she went back to school with relatively net-free air. We oh, think. yeah. No. She, like, was, she was pretty good. You did awesome. Um, Lisa did awesome. She's a fantastic mom. It's true. And she she stayed home with her because, like, a lot of this is, like, take a shower and, like, sit here, like, half naked while, like, knitting out your hair. And I'm like, you know, if it's the boys, we're starting to get to the age that things are starting to matter a little. That's true. That's true. But also, like, Adam's family has never had lice before. Like, they've somehow never had this plague. And so, like, 
Adam didn't know what to look for. I was like, no, like right here. Right here. Like, no, like these right things. here, these things. These these things and right here. I think here. the first time he saw one movie, he was like, oh my God. I almost threw up. I literally, it was, it was visceral. It was so, bad. Like I am, I'm made of tougher stuff, I guess. You, I guess, went to like rougher <laughs> inner city schools growing up. I didn't get lights until like my fancy suburban school. <laughs> That's fair. So, but we, um, but yeah, so Lisa conquered little ice all day Wednesday. I, Thursday, everybody went back to school. Thursday was Valentine's Day, which yeah. is also like Wednesday nights, like, you know, the day when all hope dies. When you're like, oh, I have like 37 Valentines to make for my kids. Yes. And so like everybody's sick. Valentine's as a mom sucks, you guys. Sucks. <laughs> as a dad, it's not that bad. No. I mean, I just yell at my kids to do the, the Valentine's Day things. What was, where was I on... How did I miss the whole making Valentine's thing? You were at the car show. Oh yeah, with it was your on dad, Saturday, and I made them do it on Saturday. Which, like, thank goodness, I had the forethought to be like, "This week's gonna be a complete disaster. Let's make sure all our kids do Valentine's on this weekend." So when things spun out of control, you totally you you already had it in the bag. It was great. But, I mean, they were literally in brown paper bags with Fantastic. their names on it. I mean, you know, the metaphor can be unmetaphorical, right? So good for you. Um, but then, yeah, so that was Valentine's Day. What did we even do for Valentine's Like, I think we just did laundry for Valentine's Day. You bought me roses. I did. And I bought myself four roses, which is a bourbon, right. which was very necessary. And That's why guys, I can't remember the rest. We watched so many movies this weekend because we were just phoning it in and doing laundry and combing out hair. Like, I think we saw Incredibles 2. I think we saw Captain Underpants Captain at least Underpants once. At least once, which we've already reviewed. You can you can look that up on our uh, I think that archives. Was two weeks ago, um, we did. Oh my gosh, we just watched so many movies because you can just lock a kid down, point them at a screen, and knit brush them for mm-hmm. hours. I watched Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire, at least once. It's not bad with Lucy. It's not bad. Well, like, but watch it. You listen to it while... I listen to it while combing out her hair. Yeah. That's a different process. Oh, man. Uh, I can't even remember. It was like one every Like, at least one in the evening, and then I think two on Saturday, if not Mm -hmm. three, and then maybe two or three on Sunday. Again, just because, just trying to get a child to sit still and not, um, not fidget, not move, not do stuff not rub their head on every surface in the whole house what is that why do our kids insist on going into our couch head first like Like, is that necessary it is not it's not that's where my butt goes why are you rubbing your face across the butt part of the couch (laughs) and then like flipping and going up the back like that is not how humans use a couch like what is wrong with you people oh guys anyway but Somehow, in all of this, we did manage to get our shit together just enough to go see a movie. Well, mostly it was just like, ah, our house is under quarantine. We've sprayed every surface with hazardous chemicals. Let's just not go home. Like, let's just infect some other public space and with to, our and, vermin. And to be clear, like, all of our kids combed out clean that morning. Yeah, so. yeah. We found, like, since Wednesday, I think we found maybe four live lices left. Loosen. Mm, it's lice is the plural. Louse is a single. It's Which like mouse have, and mice. Yeah, our kids have been really struggling with that. And I, it's Well, as soon as Lucy's like, oh, it's just like mouse and mice. Got it. Yeah. No problem. And then it's like, it's like goose and geese. No, no. Mm-hmm. Moose and meese. 
Deuces? I mean, Mies could be. Boxing? Yeah, there's no reason. I don't know. English is weird, y'all. Um, it is. But, yes. So we in, went. Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. And, you know, hey, first time I think I'm going to say this. Spoiler warning in case you haven't oh, seen yeah, it. Oh, yeah. It's... It's actually in the theater. There's it's actually in the theater. So if you are listening to this in real time and you want to see Spider-Verse, you might want to put a pin in this until you see Spider-Verse because I am incapable of talking about something without spoilers. Like I literally like preemptively spoil things because they go on the internet and I read stories and then I come back and tell Lisa about the movie we're going to see together. I know. It's, it's terrible, guys. I'm like, awful. I don't know how I fell in love with this man. Yeah, it's... This it's, is a critical flaw. It is my one flaw, though. I really am otherwise... I wish you could see my face I'm making, dear listeners, but this is an... This is, I understand this is an audio medium. Audio medium. Wait, which one of us is sober? I'm not. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I it, understand that this is an audio medium. It's an audio medium. An audio medium. But the, yeah, the. And you can't see the face I'm making. I feel like maybe they could. But the face I'm making is definitely that emoji, that emoji with uh, the, like, uh. Like the L shaped Yeah, the L shaped finger on the chin. That emoji. Yeah, that was, yeah. So anyway, so apparently I have a few other flaws than that spoiler's flaw. (laughs) I'm gonna say minor. You're lovely. Don't get me wrong. I'm a constant fucking delight. You are. So, As am I. But we went out and we saw a movie with the kids. We bought the requisite uh, snacks at the Dollar Tree, which is conveniently located like it's, across the parking lot. You can lot. see the Dollar Tree from the theater. I was like, how do you not buy your you like, know, giant thing of Swedish fish at the Dollar Tree and then put it in your coat? Yeah, my kids are like, I feel like this is breaking a law. I'm like, it's not breaking a law, it's just breaking a rule. I'm like, that doesn't make it better, Dad. I'm like, it does I it. I mean, yeah, sure. And I thought about getting popcorn, but then our oldest is starting on the braces journey, and I was like, oh, I can't have popcorn. Yeah, he's got So I definitely double-backed at home and got um, a bag full of puffcorn, yeah. which is basically just like cheesy poofs. It really is. It, it's, it's not nutritional. Like, don't... Don't it's, lie to yourself and be like, it's better for you. If they it's didn't not. put the dusting on it, it would basically be that like biodegradable 100% packing peanuts. 100% they're biodegradable packing peanuts. Which is fine. That's a good no, product. It's fine. Good so anyway, for, but, I got some like cheesy poofs and I put them underneath my coat. Yeah. Like like a good person. Because, you know, I, I feel like the minimum wage employees that are ripping tickets, they're not really going to take a stand on this. No. But at the same time, it's the game we play. I'm going to pretend I'm not sneaking food in, and you're going to pretend not to notice that I'm sneaking food in. This is the point where I tell everybody about how my sister snuck a rotisserie chicken into a movie theater once. With cutlery and plates. (laughs) It was the air. It was like early 90s and everyone wore really puffy starter coats. Oh, yes. Yes, I remember that. I had a Mighty Ducks starter coat. She had like a... I think it was like a Dallas Cowboys starter coat. I was like, we're from from Chicago. We're from Chicago. You're going to get shot. (laughs) (laughs) It was fine. She didn't get shot. No. I know her. She seems relatively bullet free. Yeah. No, she was fine. Uh, You know, but she just put a a literal rotisserie chicken under her coat with like forks. She like. I once, I once smuggled my my crowning achievement is I smuggled in two cans of Pringles and two. 24 ounce sodas in um in the summer i didn't have a coat on 
But it was, again, the 90s, so... The 90s, when everyone could smuggle everything in because of, like, pockets and puffy coats and... Uh, skater pants. Skater pants. I had skater pants on because I was part of that. Okay, I was adjacent to... The... Okay, I had friends in that scene and I hung out with them, and so I just wore the pants. Uh, but they were really comfy. They had great pockets. <laughs> they had fantastic pockets. I could put, like, eight CD cases in my pockets. Like, in one, one front in one pocket. one front pocket. Not, like... I mean... That's, like, how I transport I did, music. I wasn't, like, shoplifting. We did convince my physics teacher to get some skater pants because he could put his TI-85 calculator, like, in the front pocket. Yes! I could do that! And so he did it, and then he rode um, with his TI-85 calculator in the front pocket uh, when we went to uh, the Great America. The Oh, no. Yeah, no, he was fine. Because he, he had, a like, a voltrometer on it to, like, measure his whatever acceleration like up the oh wow yeah that's like super nerdy yeah like that's he was like this is the, these are the best pants ever i'm, I'm getting four more pairs i'm gonna say right now <laughs> and if, also he was like 50 yeah <laughs> like, if you're like a high school physics teacher you you pretty you, you're pretty well committed to the nerdy route was great i i appreciate that my high school physics teacher i remember he once showed us a video of a horse trying to jump over a bale of hay mm-hmm. to to show the that you moved around the center of gravity Okay. Like whenever things rotated through space, they moved around the center of gravity, and he was he was he was the one on the horse because oh. his parents had a farm. And when he showed it, he showed it, and he starts playing it, and you heard the sound, and he goes, "Oh, oh!" and he hit the mute button real fast. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, the first two didn't really work out. And I don't know where this tape is, and I don't want you to hear." Ah, uh, yes. The, the sound, the of, cursing of your yeah, but he didn't want to hear. He, we he, we couldn't hear what he was saying. And this was, again, back, like, this is the 90s, so, you know, he was a cool guy. He, he, we did a lot of fun. Like, I remember we actually, um, you know, the, the intellectual exercise where, like, okay, if I shoot a gun and I drop a bullet at the same time, mm-hmm. the time that the mm-hmm. gun, and if we know the muzzle velocity of the bullet, you can right. go out and find where the bullet hit the ground. We actually did that re- experiment with, bullets. with an actual gun. On school grounds, because... <laughs> Ohio, God bless you. This well, would not have happened in Illinois. Well, you, you... It would not. You were in the... You didn't have a big enough yard to shoot a gun. That's true. We did shoot potato cannons. That was fun. We did that too. But yeah, so... Yeah, we had fun in... But anyway... We digress. We... we, we <laughs> so we went to a movie. We went to I think a that's movie. where this started. We went to a movie. Um... And it was good. Yeah, it was actually, it was great. It was like, really This is fun. a great movie. You should go see it. This is, I mean, I, I don't see a lot of movies because, you know. I don't. I'm old, I'm tired, and I have kids and a mortgage and like. Right, I don't want to pay for a babysitter to go see a shitty movie. Like, yeah. And so we pretty much stick to, you know, maybe two or three movies ourselves a year. I do occasionally go out with my brother-in-law to see the crappy superhero movies that come out. They're not crappy. Aquaman was fantastic. That's when you had movie pass, though. Yeah, before they turned into like some sort of weird cult. I don't know. I think that's where <laughs> we're at with them now. I don't know. Yeah, you have to like ascend. Yeah, and so um, yeah, we're we're not we're not true believers in that in that. So we let that go. But we we did have movie pass for a while, and we've gone and see things. But this one is like it's the first one of the first movies I've really looked forward to seeing with the family in a long time uh wreck it ralph 2 probably being the previous one on that mm-hmm. and that was that held Wreck-It up. wreck it ralph 2 did hold up we could do another one on that if Maybe. we remember 
Uh, well, it will wait till it comes out on like Blu-ray and do That's it. Or smart. Something. Let's and, do that. Yeah, we'll put a pin in that. We can tax expense it. Is this? <laughs> Are you gonna put Pedo through your nose? You're, you're like holding your hand over your nose. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. But you did. You did get me just as I was sipping. So yeah, that was a dangerous. It's a dangerous game. Um, uh, but yeah. But we'll, um, but anyway, we might agree with that. But uh, Spider-Verse was really good. So it tells the story, it starts off telling the story of Peter Parker. Does uh, it start off with Peter Yeah, I remember he's like, hey, I'm Peter Parker. Right. And he was bit by a radioactive spider and for the last 10 years he was the one and only Spider-Man. Exactly. And so he, he does his story and he's been saving New York and he's been saving the world and he's been He made a Christmas album. The, he made a Christmas album. It's awesome. And then it introduces... Uh, Miles, Miles Morales, Miles Morales, who is a very unique superhero in that he has both living parents. Yes, yes, yes. both his parents are alive, and it seems like like are still good. You yeah. know, like no, they really like each other. Yeah, like, like they, you know, there's some there's some eyebrow winks and like some yeah, you like know, it seems it seems like his parents are in a healthy relationship. Like at one point they're watching the news together on the couch. You know, just like. Mm-hmm. having a snack and a drink and you know she's like cuddled up next to him like you would do it was really cute like it hey a functional grown-up adult relationship in a superhero movie let's hear it i mean when i don't know when that has happened previously superman i mean like his real parents are dead yeah but... mom and pa kent are pretty awesome yeah they're pretty but then, wholesome. depending on which one you're watching paul usually makes an early exit that Right, and that spurs him on to, like, maybe I should do something with my powers. Yeah, or, like, into the existential doubt of, nothing matters, everybody dies anyway. I mean, that's true. Yeah, and, you know, if you were a demigod, that would be something to kind of have to deal with. But anyway, uh, but back to (laughs) Spider-Man, who is not a Spider-Man is in a different universe. And actually, Miles is just, you know, like, some 13-year-old kid, or maybe He might be 15. But he's definitely... He might be 15. He's definitely, like, early high school, I think. Yeah, like, like mid-high school. Like, he changed schools. Mm-hmm. I think he's either a freshman or sophomore. Right. Um, definitely not an upperclassman, because he's dealing with all that insecurity and yeah, changing so he, schools. And um, He's real smart, and he won a lottery to go to this fancy school mm-hmm. where they, like, wear jackets. And, yeah. And it's not really explained. I mean, it's it's kind of understood that this is a nice school... Mm-hmm. It's a good school because they wear jackets and the lobby is very, like, Apple Store-esque. <laughs> right. When the lobby of your school is like an Apple Store, you know it's a good school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when it looks like... Well, like a school. A you school. know it's a bad like, school. You, you, do you walk in the front door and there's a half step flight of stairs down and a half flight of steps up? Like, like literally every school like, I've ever been in. It's because they made them all at the same time. It's, there was, like, one model you could just like rent it but carnegie schools you go up like carnegie well no there's the there's the half basement Mm -hmm. um and that's where i went to kindergarten was in a carnegie school right through third grade and it is now a parking lot but that's cool um no the place was a dump when i was there and they just bulldozed it two years ago oh lord and they were showing photos. They're like, there's this hole in the bathroom. I'm like, I remember that hole in You're the like, bathroom that wall. That hole in the bathroom wall was there when I was in third grade. I think some of my baseball cards might still be in the back of that hole. Like, <laughs> but Too bad yeah. they're not worth anything. You can be like, hey guys, can you get that for me? Yeah, reference 
the, the teeny tiny school representing the teeny tiny value that our school teeny our society tiny. places on public yes. education right. from from our underpants review mm-hmm. um captain underpants review not yes yes we, we don't I do mean, under i will be happy to review underpants if they sponsor me so not naming names me not but, naming names but you sponsor other podcasts like get on it i could i could, I could use some new ones but um so Miles. So Miles is a, he's a, he's a really kid. really smart kid. He he's got an uncle he kind of looks up to who's kind of that like ex, like bleed valve of like you know like there's there's just things you can't relate to with your parents. You don't want to talk to your parents about like so, girls and and just life and your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to talk to par- your your parents about how your parents are like annoying you. And so you need that kind of like extra bleed valve, that extra. That, like, third voice. The third voice mm-hmm. in your life that is trustable, that is reliable, that is a good person, but also is not directly raising you. And, right, right, who, does, who don't have the stakes. So not only does he have all of this good family, these good, two good parents, he's got a good uncle on the corner, too, that's, like, there for him and encouraging him and being awesome. And, you know, hey, this is possibly the most functional family I've seen on t- on a movie in a long time. Ever. Like, yeah, probably. It's really great. I, I really appreciate that family dynamic. And then um, his uncle, who, again, and I think this is the, the, the right of the uncle, um, kind of takes him into a little bit of controlled mayhem. Mm-hmm. You know, helps him find a spot in the subways, kind of out of the way. Where he can do some spray painting because he's an artist and he wants to express himself. Right. And his uncle's like, well, let's just go down here, you know. And so he's he's going somewhere that's out of the way. He's not going to get caught. He's not really hurting anything. It's an abandoned subway tunnel. You know, what's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, as an uncle, that that's the sovereign right to be like, okay, we're going to get in a little bit of trouble. A little bit of trouble. Yeah. We're going to do something a little ornery. We're going to do something a little mischievous. But I'm going to control the situation so that worst case scenario, we're going to get, a, you know, a, a, a head shake and a clucked tongue from a police officer and we'll be on right. our way. We'll, we'll make I'll it. take him home, officer. Sorry. You know, and, you know, everybody just understands we're fine. And so he does that, which is, of course, under what was the company's name? The big evil. It's not Oscorp this time. Uh... Does that start with an A? It starts with an A. I know Something this. chem? All chem or something? All chem? Some... Arkham? Arkham. Maybe. No. no that's, that sounds too DCE. That's, yeah, it's way DC. Um, but they they do... But it's some chemical company. Anyway. They're, of course, doing nefarious bad things. He gets Ops. bitten by a spider. Uh, the spider is number 42. That number comes up a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand the significance of it. This is universe number 42. So all the universes are numbered, mm-hmm. which uh, we're in universe 611, if that matters, I believe. Okay. Well, I, is this in real life? Is this a real thing <laughs> that this all the universes a- are numbered? So, okay. Um, one one of your complaints about comic books is there's just like 10 million options to choose from, right? It's true. Like Because they just keep writing comic books because comic books keep making money. Right. And so you're always like, so how, how did Iron Man get his first suit how did he make that and i'm always like well okay so remember the first iron man was like in the vietnam war and like there's 
this whole military industrial complex thing that happened because of that. But then they rewrote him in the 80s where he was... Right, they had so many reboots. You know, this, and then there's the Ultimates version, and then there's all these other things. And all these storylines tell the story of, you know, the same characters. The same archetypes come out every time. Captain right. America's the same every time. Iron Man's the same every time. Spider-Man's the same every time. You know, and, and these archetypes keep coming forward. But it's always like, bit by a radioactive spider, shit happens. Yeah, pretty much that... You know, and, but, you know, the, 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 the bones of the story always make the same, make the same thing. So Miles is in an older timeline than we are. So his. Because if he's in 42 and we're in 611. No, no, the numbers have nothing to do with timeline. Like where it's in the timeline, it's just a random number that's assigned to these universes. Oh. I would think it'd be like preeminent, like the first. Like, universe to ever have a Spider-Man is universe one. Well, no, because <laughs> so, like, like, universe... A Spider-Person. Well, and, like, universe 611 has not only a Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. it has... It, there's a Captain America out there, and there's an Iron Man out there, and there's a Thor out there, and there's all the all the characters. And so, the way, D, or the way Marvel and, actually, DC both kind of handled that whole situation is that they just declared that... You know, all these competing storylines are just parallel universes. They're, yeah, they're just alternate dimensions. Where, you know, just tweaks here to the storyline. Right, the butterfly effect. There. Yeah. And there is no France. Yeah, yeah. That I don't know the status of France in any one of these universes <laughs> other than what I'm in currently, but fair. Um, but all of these, you know, all these storylines are just, just tweaks and butterfly effects within the same thing. And so... You end up with a Spider-Man in every universe. And is that like Destiny? Where like Spider-Man have to happen in every universe? Like if you let a universe run long enough, a Spider-Man's going to happen? An infinite number of radioactive spiders bite an right. infinite number of teenagers right. and you get like, Spider-Man. With so you many also stars, a, some are bound to a line. Yeah, um, that's a line from... That's <laughs> <laughs> You're quoting Odd Squad. I am quoting Odd Squad because it's true. Yeah, that's, um, but anyway, they, um, yeah, so the infinite, infinite spider theory, I guess, of, of parallel universes says that a Spider-Man will arise in every universe, or at least a comic book about Spider-Man, because that's kind of our universe is that we're aware of all these universes, but only as like myths and legends. Ah. And, um, there is the one above all who brings knowledge of all of the universes, to each of the universes, if he decides to, he looks suspiciously like Stan Lee. I mean... I can buy it. Okay. But anyway, he, um... So, anyway, so where, all these, where are we? There are, there's Miles but anyway, Morales. Miles he's the new Spider-Man. He gets bitten by a spider, and he he's got, got the spider... But there's already Peter Parker, who's already the Spider-Man. Right. So that definitely, like, there can be more than one Spider-Man within the same universe. Spoilers, not for long. I mean... I don't know if it's not for long. Like, I feel like... Potentially. Potentially. But I don't feel like it's not like... Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, but, but yeah. I, it's I don't not know. like a vampire slayer where, like, as soon as the one dies, the other one is called. You really missed the last season of Buffy, didn't you? Uh, yeah, because I stopped watching. After the musical episode, I was like, I'm done. That's fair. Okay, because the, the whole last episode... I was like, we have peaked. <laughs> We're going to stop. I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm not... I right? Went, I stuck it out. I'm not wrong. I, I stuck it out, and I stuck it all, all through 
I don't finish things, guys. I don't. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see what the world says about this. And everyone's like, no, stop. And I was like, cool, I'll stop. I still have no idea how how I Met Your Mother ended. And I'm happy about that. I kind of just like, you know, Ted married that one girl happily ever after. Let it float away. Like everybody, I everybody's mad about it, and I'm just like, I'm done. I, yeah, I made okay. my own fanfic for this. <laughs> I'm out. I don't make fanfic. Like that seems like way too much work. I mean, I guys. didn't write it down, but just like I have my own like little head cannon, right? That says that that worked out. Yeah. So Miles gets bit by a spider, becomes the new Spider-Man, but definitely doesn't have control of his powers yet. Yeah. Is all like I'm sticking to things I don't want to stick to. I'm not sticking to things. I do want to stick to like yeah, but I don't understand. I mean, that's the Spider-Man trope. That is yes. that is traditional in Spider-Man how that works. And somewhere in there, he finds Peter Parker. He goes back down to the subway to find out, like where he did the spray painting oh, and to got find bit the spider to convince himself that that spider's just a normal spider. There's nothing weird. But going then he on. finds the spider and it's like all glitchy and weird. And he was yeah. like, "Oh fuck! Like this, this is not just a normal spider, <laughs> right?" Well, and also, let me just say, let's take a whole different aside here. Mm-hmm. You mentioned this. When he touches the spider, it glitches. It does. There Things a, are glitching all the time. Like, But what it is, is if you look closely, what happens is that spider changes art style. Really is what's happening. Yes. So he changes colors. He changes the way he's drawn. He changes shape and dimension. And that glitch is part of the plot. Because... This whole thing is beautiful. This is a very pretty movie, guys. It's very pretty. Like, I don't say that As often. someone who does not care about comic books, it, this movie is pretty. It is basically a a very animated comic book. The style, the presentation, the shading, like, instead of just being, like, a shadow, it's like that cross-hatched or dotted, depending on who you're looking at. Again, spoilers, but um, the, everybody has their own kind of... Our style. Style and shading techniques and everybody has their own lines and everybody, like all the stuff that when you read a comic book, you go, oh, this comic book, you know, feels different from this comic book. And maybe you can't define it exactly. Maybe you don't exactly understand that, oh, this one was drawn by this artist or this one was drawn by that artist. And there are nerds out there. I love you. I am one of you in other forms um, that can tell you exactly who drew this issue of Spider-Man. Because they can tell. Because the art style is this specific guy. And, and and that's fine. That's great. And I understand that that happens. But, like, I don't, I just, I haven't invested the time to know those details. But I appreciate that without, within the different um, things that you're going to see in this movie, you realize all these people are drawn in different ways. And they all interact in the same background. So, Miles Morales is kind of the, his universe is the background that this happens and you meet the Peter Parker in that universe um, because when he's going down to be to find the spider and convince so himself that not goes bad, down to find the spider. The spider's glitchy. He's like, "Oh fuck!" And then also, then there's there's a beam that comes through the wall. Okay. And it's like because on the other side of that wall is a hadron collider. Yeah, it, it's like this giant like because if you were gonna make a hadron collider. Underneath New York. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Do you know how big a collider is, guys? Like, this thing is... A collider is so big. 
Well, it, it, well, and it's not really just like it's just like this huge vacuum chamber. It's just a big thing. loop. It's just a big loop. Well, I don't think this thing's a loop. It's just like two ray guns in the middle of You're a right. giant we tube. We never saw the loop part of it. Like, how did like how did that the loop electrons would have to go get out to up like, to speed? I don't know. Guys, if you can't magic, if you can't make your electrons go in a loop, they can't ever get fast. I mean, we're not talking ha- electrons. We're talking hadrons. Right, but you you need a loop. But this is a parallel dimension machine, so right, like right. it's not really a hadron let's just, collider. Let's guys. just take our science and put it over here for a minute <laughs> and fine, be like, fine. You just shoot things at other things, and they magically go fast, and you split light apart, and other things happen. But but there's so behind the wall, there's Spider Man and um, Green Goblin, Green Goblin, who is a giant dragon beast. Yeah, like it's the biggest Green Goblin that I've ever seen. So big. Are we doing phrasing? <laughs> I mean, I guess we could. But anyway, she so the two of them are fighting and they're battling. And it turns out they're battling inside this big collider thing that they're getting ready to a test. And Spider-Man, who is a scientist, Peter Parker, in his I own mean, right. I mean, he has a degree in, like, chemical engineering. Like, Yeah, as, those aren't real scientists. Uh, as a chemical engineer, I belong nowhere near a Hadron Collider. Nowhere. I would be like, uh, are there tubes? Are there things flowing through tubes? I mean, that's admittedly, all I can do. <laughs> between the two of us, I've done more work at a particle collider than it's you have. It's true. It's true. And for and those sad. of you, for those of you who can print at Fermilab, you're welcome. Um, that's my. Thing. I'm gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> no, that's fine. There's nothing. That is not a thing. Like it's like um, we 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 know how many pages certain people are printing. Yeah, yeah, anyway. But anyway. But um but so they fight and um turns out Kingpin is in charge of the whole thing, who's like this giant right. hulk of a uh, biologically so, yeah. impossible man. Kingpin has the smallest head and the biggest shoulders ever. Yeah, that's legit. He looks like a puppet. Like truly his heart would stop. He would have all kinds of like great Dane problems. We just glanced over the pack that like Norman Osborne is a giant green demon beast. I'm- He's a demon. He's not. He's not a human species. It's fine. But like, it's fine. But the fact I don't that, understand his species. <laughs> but the fact that like Osborne or that Kingpin is like, you know, a truly, ten times human size. Truly, his heart would stop. That's fair. Like he would. He he would be. He would have great Dane problems. He's a. He's a. He's a. He's a rectangular human. Uh, at one point, he's get like his car pulls up to the front of this building, and then they have a reaction cut to. To Spider-Man seeing him come up, and then they have the react, and then they cut back to the shot where he's walking away from the car, and he is bigger than the vehicle he just got out of. And I feel like that whole cut was just to be like, we don't know how we're going to show this guy getting out of a car. That doesn't work. I think he would just roll. Like, you would open up both doors, and they'd have to, like, gullwing out, like, double doors, and then you just roll out of it. Like like old-fashioned Lincoln Continentals? Yes. Yeah. But with, like, no center post. Yeah, well, like, I mean, that was the old Lincoln Continentals. They had the suicide doors. Yeah. Yeah. Those Bring that back, Lincoln, and sponsor us. <laughs> I will review a Lincoln Continental with the goal with the 100%. suicide doors. 100%. I will, I'll let you know if you can put three car seats in the back. Because <laughs> that's the only thing that we do to review cars is, like, bring our car seats. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, three boosters in the back of this. No, nope, no, nope, I'm out. Sorry, Sorry McLaren. You're not going to get my vote. I'll test it if you want me to. Right. Um, but yeah, but so he's in charge of this whole thing and he's really just trying to pull dimensions together. 
to right. so pull his, whole, his family out. His whole thing is he was like in the middle of killing Spider-Man when his wife and his son walked in and was like, <gasps> I mean, who among us has not been in the middle of killing a superhero when his wife walked right, in? Right, right. And, like, and then that's hard like, to no, you don't understand. Like, it's not what it looks like. And you're like, it's totally what it looks like. It looks like you're trying to pound <laughs> Spider-Man's like skull in. kill Spider-Man. And so they're like, we need to leave. And so the, the wife and the son like get oh, in a car. And leave, and then they get in a car accident. And so die. he never has time to, like, ex- I don't know how he feels like he's going to make the situation better. Like, maybe they're going to go to family counseling. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, there's there's options. I don't know what his what his plan is. It's it's not clear. But they get, but they get in an accident. And die. And die. So and he they're wants, dead. So he wants to bring his family back by sucking them out of another dimension, mm-hmm. which I feel like... Is not the way to prove you're not a supervillain. No. That, no. That is not making a strong case. No. So. Because it's not like when you suck people out of their dimensions, they don't, it's not like they come blank slate. Like they have all their memories. They have all their experiences. And they're like, you're not my dad. Like you look like my dad, but like. Nope. You're not him. Nope. You're not him. And also there's another kingpin another wilson fisk out there who now had your wilson fisk steal his family right right how does it not start an interdimensional war like that's what's gonna happen right like if you're successful the best case scenario is that you're starting an interdimensional war with other versions of yourself it's the trojan war (laughs) who are equally like pissed off and funded right like this is not right this is not a sustainable idea no, all of this doesn't work. But it all goes wrong because the the Osborne Green Goblin Beast sticks Spider-Man into the stream, which instead of bringing the alternate Wilson Fisk family people... Right, it brings all the spider people. It brings all the spider people. And that's, that's really the MacGuffin. So you get all these extra spider people showing up. Except for Gwen. Gwen shows up one week earlier. Yeah. And I'm not really, I mean, I think there's a little bit of, like, flex in the time stream is what is the idea Right, here. right. We're just like, we don't understand. It's confusing. Because, like, in the comic book event, because this is a comic book event also, um, the Australian Spider-Man shows up a full day early. Because he's an Australian time. Because he's an Australian time. It's just <laughs> kind of adorable. It... <laughs> Who's the Australian Spider-Man? You do not want to fuck with the Australian Spider-Man. I believe it. Like, he is, he is large and hairy and... Like, he is hmm. extra venomous. Interesting. Um, but he, I mean, he's basically Hugh Jackman. That's really what we're getting I at. I don't feel like Hugh Jackman's very hairy. Have you seen Wolverine? Uh, I mean, it just has, like, mutton choppiness. I mean, like, Wolverine with a shirt off is basically, it's furry. Mm, I don't know. I'll have to do some research. You will have to do some research by watching a lot of Hugh Jackman with a shirt off. Shrug. <laughs> I respect that. I I got that. Um, but but yeah. But all these Spider Men start showing up, and there's um, there's a Peter Parker from kind of a disappointing an, dimension, right? An alternate. Well, I feel like so Peter Parker in Miles' dimension dies at like twenty six. Yeah. Well, and before this is, he's had time to become the more disappointing well, peter parker because i feel like peter the peter b parker who shows up who's like maybe 37 like 
my age ish, mm-hmm. uh, who's like out of shape and has a failed marriage and is just like being Spider Man kind of ruined my life. Which, by the way, he's got like a gut and he's... He's wearing sweatpants. He's wearing sweatpants and he's unshaven and his hair's kind of a mess. And at, while we're watching, while we're driving home rather, our Malachi, our oldest, looks at me and goes, Dad, you can totally be that Spider-Man. I'm like... Thanks, buddy. Thanks. I appreciate that. Finally an achievable dad bod Spider-Man. Yes. And you, your first instinct is, Dad, that's you. Okay, so... So that's so one. One of that one of those Peter Parkers shows up and he and he showed up and he was like, Huh, I'm like blonde and perfect and also dead in this dimension. That's weird. That's and he meets weird. up with Miles Morales. hmm And whenever spider people meet, they have this like instant like so it's connection. So there's It's there's, like Spidey Sense. It's the Spidey Sense tells you when you're there's danger nearby, but it also apparently has a, a like, hey, this person is a spider person. Sense. Which is cool. And very plot convenient. Very plot convenient. And so they recognize each other and they're like, you're like me. And so they have to figure out. Oh, we missed the part about how Miles meets Peter Parker before he dies in yeah. his own dimension. And Peter Parker instantly is like, you're you're like me. I'll show you the ropes. Instead of being like, uh, you're 16. I don't feel like it's a good idea for you to be Run Spider-Man. Like right? Yeah. Run from this. Right. Right. Like you don't. I know you feel like you have to choose this mantle. You don't have to choose this mantle. This is all bullshit. Like, you didn't ask for this, and you don't need this. But, like, also that Peter Parker kind of has his life together, and I think he feels that being Spider-Man is the greatest thing that ever happened to him. And, like, it helped him get the girl. It helped him save the world. He's, like... He's he, infinitely happier being Spider-Man than yeah, anything else. Yeah, he is. So, like, maybe maybe Peter Parker, Peter B. Parker that shows up that's got the gut and lost the girl and... The world kind of sucks. Maybe he would have been like Run. Run. Maybe he would have been like Run. And in fact, he kind of is mm-hmm. more like Run. But he. So yeah. But then the Peter Parker from this world dies. Yeah, the blonde the, Peter Parker who's uh, voiced by Chris Payne. It's beautiful. Chris Payne. Yeah. Pine. Pine. Chris Pine. Captain sure. Kirk. Sure. Captain Kirk. Yeah, Chris Pine. Whatever. The blonde Peter Parker. <laughs> I think you just like. Um. Oh my gosh. Um. Um. I shouldn't be. This- Drinky, um, Star Lord, um, Pratt. Pratt. I think you missed. You, you like hybridized Chris Pratt and Chris Pine. I there, mean, maybe Chris Payne. No, which I think might be a fantasy of yours. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Are we talking like early season Andy Dwyer? Chris? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because like I can achieve that. Just so you know. Thanks. Laying on a couch screaming because my leg's broken. Like, right, now it, 100%. I, I You're like, that. I'm too lazy. But like, yeah, like Star-Lord, Chris Pratt. See? It's, it's hard. hard. It's There's hard. too many Chris's with abs. It's just so confusing. <laughs> and then Paul Rudd with abs just confuses us all. But we, um, but anyway, so he, he dies. Or Miles's version of Spider-Man dies. Right. And, and all the others get sucked in. And immediately everybody knows who he is. Yeah. Like, immediately, as soon as Spider-Man dies, there are all kinds of shrines outside of Aunt May's house. I was like, that's not cool. That's not Ooh. cool at all. Ooh, no. Right? Yeah. Um, but then, so these other Spider-Men start showing up. And so we first get Chris, or Peter B. Parker. <laughs> what does it call him? Chris? B. Peter B. Parker, who's voiced by that guy in The New Girl. Yep. Yep. The guy who played Nick Miller. Yeah. I don't know his name. Jake? Something. I'm going to say it's Jake. Mulaney? No, Mulaney's no. going to be 
Peter a Porker. Spider, a spider pig. <laughs> spider, spider pig. Peter Porker, spider pig. Which he's is, coming. I'm so excited. He's awesome. Oh, um, we didn't mention that Miles is biracial. He is black and Latino. Again, but like, it's not a thing. Like, yeah, like, I'm excited that it's not a thing. Like, it's good. It's real good. It's good that it's not like, look, it's a straight, white, cis, like, hetero dude bro. And you're like, we got lots of those. I mean, there's like at least one Just, of them on this podcast. Uh, it's true. It's true. This podcast we're, needs we're, more diversity. We're... I insist that I will probably be the one that's recast in the site in the in in the future seasons. I mean, perhaps, and we'll never mention it again. It's fine. I understand. Um, but diversity is important. It is, and if we were more diverse, we would. But anyway, but like, it's just not a thing. It's just like, yeah, that, this it's is cool. who he is. Yeah, like two two people of different races can love each other and have a perfectly functional life and child and. We don't have to comment on it. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. Fantastic. Good job. So, um, although we did just comment on it, so maybe But that... it is important. It's, like, notable. It's notable that that's just not a thing. Um, but anyway, so all these other Spider-Men show up. Gwen shows up. She is Spider-Gwen. So Spider-Gwen somehow shows up, like, a week before because she meets Miles before he's bitten. Yeah. At his school. Yeah. And so... And he's like, hey. And she's like, hey. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> like, I don't do friends. I don't do friends. Um, and he asks her her name. Okay. He asks... So she recognizes him as like a spider person after he's bitten. Mm-hmm. They have like the spider sense. And his, his senses are still kind of coming in. So he doesn't get it. Um, but she gets it. And then she meets him. Which I feel is like an absolute, like 110% metaphor for puberty, but whatever. Maybe. Maybe. So they meet, and uh, he's like, hey, what's your name? And instead of being like Gwen, she's like, it's Gwendy? Like, your name's Gwendy? And she's like, yeah. I'm African. <laughs> and then she, there's this moment she looks at Miles Morales, she's like, oh, crap. That or was the South African. African. But like, okay, so she knows that she's not from this dimension. She knows like, she knows she yeah. was thrown into a different dimension. Something weird is going why? on. And if you know that this is a spider person, and you know that you're from a different dimension, why wouldn't you just use your regular name? Why wouldn't you just say Gwen? Why wouldn't... Like, why? Why? Maybe, why? Maybe there's another Gwen Stacy out there that it would be weird, because there's another Peter Parker. So? Like, Choose maybe, more interesting names. Or more generic names. Like, right. My name is Jill Smith. Right. Really? Yeah. We're going with that. Fantastic. No, whatever. There's many Gwen Stacy's in the world. Like, it's not your fault. Apparently there are many in many worlds. There are many, many. It's not your fault. Like, why Why would you lie about your name? You're not trying to keep your own identity from another spider person. Right. But I, don't, also, I do not understand. I, I think she just, I think in the moment she was just like, this is a new sensation. I don't know what it means. And I'm just confused and I'm mm. scared and I'm not sure if you're a bad guy. I'm not sure if you're a good guy. I'm not sure what no, you No, I think she knew she he was a spider person. Yeah. Well, she figures it, it out. it was very clear that it was a spider person. But anyway, so he, he meets her and they have a really awkward, adorable. Right. Like he has sticky hands and he can't figure it out. And he like sticks to her hair and then she ends up with like this really badass like undercut undercut which i kind of want no lie i might end up with a spider gwen haircut after this movie <laughs> i'm gonna say it looks really badass with the eyebrow piercing it looks great 
I don't know if I can handle an eyebrow piercing right now. It's but... not really your thing, but also it doesn't work with a respirator. <laughs> And I'm going to say also, and I, and I love you, it doesn't really work with glasses. No. I feel like that's a little bit too much going I need, on. I need, yeah. So, And I'm not going to get LASIK just to get an eyebrow piercing. That seems like a lot that of body seems, modification yeah, that's, that's too unnecessary. It's too much. I don't it's need too it. much. But we, um, but then, like, and then there's Spider Noir gets sucked into the world. Right. Right. And he's... So we don't find out about all of them until... So... Like there's lazy, lazy Peter Parker <laughs> goes with Miles to the Kingpin's chemical company to steal the computer that has the secrets to what's going on. To make it, yeah, to make a new secrets that like to stop the collider. Right. And the lady with the bicycle is the head scientist, and like I saw, I saw yeah, she's a documentary about her. She's in a video that they're showing on the. On the mm-hmm. classroom earlier in the show. About, like, the multiverse. Right. And she's like, there's multiple many dimensions. It's and infinite. She's, like, she's super hippie. Super She She's Madame Trawami. A hundred percent. Except with multiple physics degrees. Like, if Madame Trawami was, like, a physicist and competent instead of a divination t- teacher and possibly not competent, I'm not judging. Although I do understand, like, writing out a single accomplishment for all of your career. Like, good job. I'm I'm looking for that single accomplishment. Hopefully right. I can get there at some point. Right. Like, I would love to write out a single accomplishment for all of my career. <laughs> that would be great if we could pull that off. If anybody has any ideas for that, let me know. I'm hoping for, like, a good catchphrase or possibly some sort of... Right. That would be great. But she, she, she is the... So they go to her company, his company, that's bankrolled by Kingpin. Right. And, and Miles is like, oh, the lady with the bicycle is the head scientist. And Peter B. Parker is like, oh, rechecking all of my uh, previous judgments. Good to know. Which, I mean, yeah, good. He's growing, I guess. He's maybe. growing. He's kind of, he's on a, his own journey. Like, there's, it's really Miles Morales' stories, but, like, Peter Parker's got his own journey through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he's he's growing as a person. Hopefully. Maybe. I don't know. He's kind right. of a man-child. So they uh, go in and steal the computer. But it turns out the head scientist. But she catches them stealing it and ends up like kind of pushing Peter B. Parker back into the chair mm-hmm. when we find out Miles Morales can suddenly turn invisible. Right, which is great. Like that would be super handy. Which I mean, it's never really directly addressed, but I guess it's like an adaptive oh, camouflage thing. Also, he can zap. Oh yeah, he can. He has like electricity. That's how he first meets Peter B. Parker. Is he's at the tomb of Peter. Parker. Whatever, Parker. Which that is this really famous graveyard that I can't remember the name of it down by Wall the Street. The only graveyard in New York? It's not the only, but it's like the famous one. Yeah, we're out of wine. Sorry, love. <sighs> so sad. I'm going to tip it over and let little drips come. Yeah, there's like, there, that's not even the communion cup worth of wine so there. So sad. I'm sorry. But we're Baptists. We don't do communion. Communion cups of grape juice. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, so he's at that graveyard. It's very famous. A lot of famous dead people are there. Right. Or dead famous people. And, and like, Peter B. Parker sneaks up on him and he turns around and, like, shocks the shit out of Peter B. Parker. Right. And knocks and him he, out. he drags him around like a, ho- like a homeless person. Like, yeah. Well, because, like, the cops are there and he's like, I gotta get out. But also, he's stuck to him with webbing and he doesn't know how the webbing works and he doesn't know how to get out of the webbing. And he doesn't right, know so how he to... just takes him with him. He's just like, we're going. And at some point during the escape, he, like, wakes up. He's like, oh, thank God you're alive. 
<laughs> yeah, and he's like, I'm not sure that's a great thing. But uh, but anyway, so then they go on this caper to figure out what's going on at the at the chemical company. And they end up just stealing the whole computer. Like, the literal computer. And, like, at one point, the like, Miles is running through. He's invisible. He's holding, like, this tower case and the monitor. And Peter B. Parker's like, good news. We don't need the monitor. And just throws it away. And you're like, that's valid. Like, that actually is... It's truth. We it's don't. Truth. We don't like, need the monitor. Any monitor but, will work. Just But he's holding, like, the whole tower. And... Like, part of the plan was, like, Peter Parker, Peter B. Parker was like, hey, we're going to break in, we're going to steal the password, we're going to get the, the data, we're going to put on the, the goober, which is a MacGuffin, which is just this little flash drive that it's holds the data. flash drive that has the data to be able to shut down the collider. Right. And so... Um, the key. And then we'll be, we'll steal a bagel, we'll leave. It's like, that's the actual stated plan. So they're like, so they go into the office... They're stealing the data. They're hacking into the thing. But then they realize that, um, like, or the, the scientist lady comes back in and Miles freaks out and goes invisible. So that's handy. Right. And she and sees Peter, Peter B. Parker. B. Parker, who is, like, half in a Spider-Man costume, half in sweatpants. <laughs> He's got mismatching shoes. He's got mismatching shoes. Is he wearing a mask? No. He's not wearing a mask. She's like, oh, you like she recognizes him instantly, even though he's got brown hair. Right, and he looks, I would say, different. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, are you? Are like, you, you a- Spider Man? I'm so, I'm so impressed." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not really like supposed to be here. I'm like from an alternate dimension." She's like, that's fantastic. She's like, "I'm so amazed by that." Like, and she like sits him down, and it turns out that the chair that she sits him in has like wrist cuffs. Right, because she's evil. Like clearly, like, like clearly evil. She, she turns. turns she out, has a wrist cuff chair. And she's like, you know, if I think you there stay, are non-evil reasons for a risk of chair. I mean, no. If, and she's like, if you stay in this dimension, your atoms are just gonna like burst apart. Like, do you know how painful that's gonna be, Peter Parker? I cannot wait to watch. And they're like, he's like, wait a minute, what's, what's your, your name? name? <laughs> she's like, Doctor. Yeah, like live. Octavius. Yeah, live Octavius. And like, do your friends call you Doc Ock? And she's like, no, my friends call me Liv. My enemies call but me. But my Doc enemies call and me. She's Doc Doc. The and Doc she's Doc got the she's got the like yeah. And she like her hair is like all big and crazy and she like pulls it all up into like a beehive. Mm-hmm. But and, it's full of lies. Uh, right, and they're like, Oh, so this is the big bad. And got it. Like check. So Miles is running out with the the computer, he runs Invisible. And in, he runs into Gwen at some point who's in working. the forest. No, he runs into her in the office. And she's like in the office? Yeah, she's in the office. I don't remember that, but I'm not saying that's not true. It it and then they're they're exiting, and at one point they are Peter Parker and Miles meet up and are like run around the corner. And they run through this door and they're in the cafeteria. Right, and in Peter the cafeteria. Parker looks over and there's like a stack of bagels. He's like, "That's what I'm here for." Yeah, and he takes a bagel, and then all these people like they see this floating. Uh, computer, and they're like, he took a bagel! <laughs> and then, like, everybody in the cafeteria, apparently all of their, like, like, all of their briefcases are actually weapons. It's hilarious. But then they just, like... They let him get away. They, they're shooting at him, and Spider-Man and Spider-Man run away, and they're running through the woods, and they're trying to avoid it, but, like, Miles has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, Spider-Man, uh, Miles doesn't know how to swing. Yeah. Because he's never done it before. And he's, like, running. 
And, and Peter Parker's like, you'll figure it out. I'll be fine. This is not the Peter Parker that was like, I'll show you the ropes. This is the Peter Parker that's like, I don't care about you. Just try to keep up. Like, Right. Like, I can't. I, I don't <sighs> have time. I don't have time for this right now. And so they do that and they do this whole thing. And Spider-Gwen comes in in, in, the, in the middle of the, whole the swinging thing. forest scene. And she is fucking badass. She's amazing. She is like. She knows what she's doing. Lucy wants to be her. Doesn't everybody want to be here? Yeah, she's pretty great. She's fantastic, and I'm 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 here for it. I'm like you. This, she's a good role model. She has her own arc. She has her own story. They go out of her way to say like her best friend Peter Parker was killed, not her love interest, not her boyfriend. Like she is her own person. She has got her own things going on. She is awesome, and I I like her as a character a lot in this story. And yay, strong female characters who aren't just like assholes. Like, I'm sorry, a lot of strong female characters. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of assholes at the end of the day. I mean, day. a lot of male characters are assholes That's too. very valid. But like, she is a strong female character and and Miles is a strong female character. And both of them are not assholes in this story. Right. Miles is a strong male character. He is, he is, he, he's not perfect and she's not perfect. Peter B. Parker is an asshole. <laughs> hundred percent. he's kind of like a low-key asshole. <laughs> like, he's like a slacker asshole. Like, right. he really is. Like, so anyway, they, like, get the computer and then they, like, ride the bus back. There's like, a whole gag about, like, he's like, oh, we'll, like, we'll, like, web-sling across. He's like, no, dude. Peter B. Parker's like, no, dude, take the bus. Like. That's too much work. It's that's a lot way of work. too much you, work. You don't want to be exhausted when you get there. Just just take save the bus. Save your legs. Save, save your arms. Just 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 take the bus. Right. So they, so, so Spider-Gwen and... Miles and Peter B. Parker all like, ride the bus and they're like, where are we going now? Right? Queens, of course. Right. And so they go to Aunt May's house. And and Aunt May, who has like all of these like shrines set up. Out front of her out house. Out front of her house. So like, I feel like that is a big security risk. Like yeah. Peter Parker, like the dead Peter Parker would not be okay with this. I feel like probably in, in universe... I would imagine the Defenders are probably out there. Like, that would be, like, Daredevil and Luke Cage and um, Iron Fist. And, I honestly like, forget other... who is in which universe. Like, those are those are Marvel characters, but they're not Avengers. They're, mm-hmm. kind, they're kind of the low-key, like, right. New York so, City So they'd be, like, team. chilling in they, like, I around like, Aunt May's house. I feel like Daredevil's probably across the street just keeping an eye on things. Right, and like, pun. who's here? He's blind. That's why that's funny. Um, oh, okay. It's fine. Um, but he would just, you know, kind of keep it an eye on MA until things kind of blow over. But the three of them show up and... Yeah, and Aunt May, who is, instead of being like Aunt May, is kind of like Alfred the Butler. <laughs> she's somewhere between Alfred and Nick Fury. Like, right. Like, she's just like, okay, cool. She just um, like rolls with it. Like, oh, like, oh, you guys are spider here. people. Great. Cool. Come like, on in. You're not you're not the only spider people to come here. Like, let me show you. Like they take him to the shed out back. Right. So how does May know that these spider people are not just people in costumes? Does she have spider sense? She doesn't. No. She wasn't bitten by a radioactive robot. No, uh, none of them she were bitten know. by radioactive robots. How do you know? Okay, fair enough. And uh, infinite infinite spiders, infinite peers. Where are all these radioactive spiders coming from? Really bad experiments. Robots. I think they're robotic. I don't think there's robots in this. Why not? But we will meet a robot here soon. But they take him downstairs. Right. So she takes him out back. 
and there's, there's a, a shed. shed. And Peter P. Parker's like, oh yeah, I got a shed out back. We keep all my extra old crap in it. It's fine. But like this shed like starts glowing. There's like an underground cave. Again, in Queens. In Queens. Okay. Are there even underground caves in New York? Do you count subways? No. Water reservoirs. Maybe. Then maybe it's an old reservoir. I don't know. Maybe it's a dry reservoir. Because, like, like, she lucked out in her home in the suburbs of Queens. Yeah, that she bought, like, probably 50 years before Peter Parker was born and has been living there with Uncle Ben until his untimely demise. Right. And plot device. And plot device. <laughs> yeah, like, so she's got the bat cave that's really the spider cave. It's true. Underneath it's true. her house. Which, like it- again... Who like, owns under your house? I would assume you do, but like this thing goes under the neighbor's house, like legitimately. And also, maybe not. Maybe it's just very narrow. New York famously is very developed underground. Like right. there's subways, there's water lines, there's gas lines. Like if you dig a hole anywhere in su- inside, you're gonna of, hit it. Like yeah, you're you're gonna find something because it's just, or you will at least find solid fucking granite <laughs> it is a lot of granite which is why the buildings can be so tall yeah they just are like eh, we're just gonna tie into like literally the earth's core right here and mm-hmm. and like that'll be fine it probably won't jiggle much yeah so the, it's like it's stories and stories down. oh yeah it's ginam- ginormous and there's already three other spider people down there right it's spider pig peter who, porker like, i feel seen like spider pig yes Yes, he's great. I'm here for him. He's fantastic. And then um, Penny Parker. Who is a Japanese anime character. Right. Who, from the future. From the future. Whose dad built a robot and she's a psychic link with the spider. She wasn't actually bit by it. So she's not really a spider person. I don't know. It's but weird. She is, and she has this Just go giant spider robot yeah. that she's in and she codes and she snacks. <laughs> like I, I, Lots of coding and snacking. And I was like... I'm here for the snacking. Like, I don't understand the coding, but that sounds great. I'm, like, here for the coding and snacking because that's literally my job. All, so all of Adam's jobs. So, like, that's what I do for a living. I get it. I am not, however, like a 13-year-old you're, teenage. You're not a tiny Japanese 13-year-old? I, this will be a shock to our listeners, but that is not, in fact, it's at all accurate. So disappointing. Yeah. And then there's Spider-Noir, who's my favorite, I think, maybe. Yeah, so Spider-Noir, I guess, was, like... He's a black and white... Black and white detective like, in the 30s fighting Nazis, but the Nazis didn't exist in the no, 30s. No, he was like from the 40s. Like, what was no, the Nazis from... didn't exist in the 30s? No, well, I mean, technically there were Nazis in the 30s. No, they weren't even called Nazis. No, they were the National Socialists. No! I have been listening to a lot of Dan Carlin. <laughs> there were totally Nazis in the 30s. No, they weren't even called Nazis. They were. They were it's not like they sprung into being in 1941 when the Japanese... No, no. Like, did the German nationalists exist? Yes. yes. Were they called Nazis? No. Yes. Oh. yes. Anyway. No. <laughs> this isn't that kind of podcast. But anyway, so he, he likes punching Nazis. He's from like the late 30s, early 40s. Maybe uh, early 40s, but like 30s? Fair enough. Hmm. Okay. So anyway, he likes punching Nazis, as we all do. And um, he's in all black and white. And this is what this is what I was talking about earlier, where, like, all of these characters are on the screen at the same time. And when you start looking at it, you realize, like, Peter Parker, Peter B. Parker, his shading style, if you look closely, it's, like, those dots. But, like, the rest of the universe is that crosshatch shading style. The background universe. Yeah. Like, Miles' Miles's universe. Miles' universe has, like, the, the, the crosshatch shading style. 
Um, Peter B. Or Peter Porker, the pig guy, is totally like Looney Tunes kind of like you know mm-hmm. like kind of cartoon drawing. That's true. Very cell shaded, very round, very crisp lines. Um, the anime girl is Japanese it's style. It's just an anime girl. Yeah, yeah, like very Japanese style. The and the Spider Noir is black and white. And Gwen is somewhere kind of, it doesn't really, I don't know. She seems. In between. She seems like flat shaded a little more when you start looking at her. She kind of works with the universe, but she's kind of a little different. And so like all of these characters are walking around with these different artistic styles in the same. In the same scenes. Scenes in the same cartoon, really, because this is a cartoon from a technical perspective. It's freaking amazing that they got that to work. It's great. I I mean, just, I mean, Oscars are this coming Sunday. Do right. Wreck-It Ralph was cool. This one deserves some, some, some freaking rewards for what they, what they managed to pull off in animation and, and how it, like the animation style serves the story that they're all sucked in from these different animations. I'm different going, dimensions. I'm going way nerdy here. And he says, I'm just going to let this I guy go. I have no opinions I'm about gonna, this. I'm going to let him go. And um, yeah, but no, it's, yeah, it's awesome. I think that is one of the things that really works in this. And so, you know, hijinks ensue. So yeah, they find these other spider people and they're like, okay, so what we need to do is we all need to uh, turn on the collider and then go back to our own well they stole them data so they have the ability someone... to hijack it and make it do what they want it to do as opposed to right because they have penny parker who's like i can hack anything i'm amazing and she's like eating and like making a bunch of like like a super flash drive keys. thing <laughs> so they break into the kingpin's place um and at the kingpin's place all they're having of the a memorial for waiters Spider-Man. are dressed like spider-man at a memorial for Spider-Man. I feel that's a bit gauche. Gosh. Goosh. I don't know what the word you're trying to say is. <laughs> I think it's gauche. Gauche? I think that's Maybe. the word. Maybe. It's like kind of it's tacky. It's in poor taste. It's in poor taste. It is in poor taste to have people wearing the mask of the man that you're memorializing at this fundraiser, I guess. Maybe there's some sort of memorial fund right. or something. Right. Right. Okay. But here's the other thing. So it would work for Peter Parker- who is in a spy- like a traditional Spider-Man getup. But like no one in this universe knows who Spider-Gwen is or like or be- who Spider-Noir is or who Peter Porker is. Maybe but- Peter Porker cuz he has a very traditional Spider-Man mask. But like all of these other spider people Other than the fact that he's a talking pig. Right. All of these other spider people and he's be like, like two feet tall. that's weird. Yeah. But anyway, the like lamp shady way of how they get in is they put on bow ties. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, because it's a comic book movie, kids. Come on, let it go. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what we forgot? What? Whenever, okay, so at one point they're all at Aunt May's house with the little goober. Yes, with the goober. And Kingpin's cronies show up to start fighting. Oh, yeah, yeah, we totally like, went over that part. You're right. It turns out like one of the cronies, the, the prowler, who's the this prowler. purple guy with the claws, is... Turns out... Miles is, is uncle. Miles' is uncle. Miles' uncle Aaron, who is like a secondary father figure. Turns out he's a vil- super Turns villain. out he's a super villain and he's trying to Small kill him. Small world, right? And I so, mean, there's only so many people in Queens. 
slash Brooklyn. <laughs> there's a lot of people in Queens slash Brooklyn. I feel right, like it's like it's basically a small town. It's basically Mayberry. <laughs> it's basically like eighty-seven thousand small towns. I feel like, but no. But he, so like, there's this whole crisis of faith thing, and he right, okay, and so Kingpin is like, kill Spider Man, because I don't know why, because he like ruined his first collider. Kingpin, I don't know why Kingpin wants to kill Spider Man. I'm very like of all the characters in this, I'm not really clear on Kingpin's motivations, other than he is not rational. Which is not how Kingpin works. Kingpin is very rational. He's a businessman. Yeah, like he would kill you because you you might affect his profits, but he's not going to kill you for any other reason. Right. Which is weird. So anyway, um, so Kingpin wants Prowler to kill Spider Man for. Oh, he wants the Gobo. He's got the the goober. He's yeah, got the flash card he has thing. to get the goober. And he's like, kill him and take the thing and. So Miles takes his mask off and he's like, I'm... Uncle Aaron, please don't do this. And Uncle Aaron takes his mask off, which is weird. And he's like, what? Oh my gosh. Because there had been a scene Somehow earlier where he they knows that out. Uncle... Oh. Because he went back... Cause he went Miles back to Uncle Aaron's out. house. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle... Miles was freaking out, so he had to go back to Uncle Aaron's house. And write him a note. That's like, I have to do something. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I yeah, wish you like, were I'm here. turning into Spider-Man and I'm kind of freaking out. Yeah, but, but like, low-key. Yeah. Like... Yeah, like maybe maybe he's turning a Spider Man because maybe that's the one he's piece just coming out as gay. That's the one piece of advice that the dead Peter Parker gave to him was like, put on your mask. Like, yeah, don't let anybody know. Don't let anybody know who you are. Yeah, and so like he's very like it, like I said, it could be like it, it could be like I'm turning into a spider mutant, or it could be like I think I might like boys. Like this is like a very nebulously defined. It's a, it's a very nebulous note. It's and, like I have to do some things I'm afraid about. Who I'm becoming. Yeah. And so, like... And, and again, I feel like... I mean, the whole Spider-Man story is really a metaphor for, like, growing up and changing and being... Is that why Peter Parker is always, like, 17 yeah. and he can never grow up? Yeah. Pretty much. That's... I because mean, then it's like, oh, I don't care about you anymore. Yeah. You're not in teen angst. Well, like, once he gets, like, married to Mary Jane and just, like, sails off into the sunsets, you're like, I don't care about you anymore. And then when he has, like, marital problems, you're like, oh, so you're like... Ant-Man, or Tony Stark, or... <laughs> or, like, literally anyone else. Or Mr. Fantastic. Like, literally all of the older characters are the same freaking characters. It's like, I, I can't... I mean, truthfully, though, like, would I choose to be married to a superhero? No. Because they're all, like, they're I don't emotionally need that bullshit. shut off. No. They're, they're emotionally shut off. They're substance abusers. Like, literally all of them are drunks. Like... Or harder things. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know where you put the... Looking at you, Robert Downey Jr., you'll pin yourself. No, really, I mean, yeah. I mean, Extremis is pretty much like performance-enhancing drugs and cocaine, maybe. It's I don't know. I think we, we, I think we allege someone else, like Bob Saget, maybe was a coke addict. I'm not sure about that. I'm just going to say. <laughs> but Robert Downey Jr., we're dang sure about, okay? Like, he, that's well-documented. Right, that He right. will admit it, and he's... He he is good for him for finding exercise as an as a good addiction because like we all appreciate those apps. Like, good job, good job, everyone. As a, as a cis straight man, as previously discussed. Good job. Good job. You're raising the bar for all of us. Stop it. Um, but he 
But anyway, so like, there's this whole thing where the Prowler end up. So yeah, the Prowler is his uncle. He's supposed to and kill. Then he's and supposed then... to kill him, and he like hesitates, and then Kingpin shoots him. Yeah, and not Spider Man. Well, okay, so... not the the yeah. Well, again, not King, Miles. Kingpin is he his one of his main things is you have to be loyal. You mm-hmm. have if you're not loyal, you can't trust you. If you can't trust you, you're dead to him. Okay, you know but, too much, you're out. But I feel like he knows where the Prowler lives. Right. He knows everything about the Prowler. He right. can kill him later. He can assign someone to kill him later. Yeah, but you but know he's he a challenge. A, he had a straight shot at Spider-Man. Well, if he would have shot Spider-Man, he would have been an enemy of the Prowler. And the Prowler is more... He thinks the Prowler is going to be more of a challenge to kill than this, like, juvenile Spider-Man. That's true. I mean, he is, like, 15. <laughs> like, you can probably just, like, pick this kid up somewhere. Like, he right. legit... He doesn't seem like a challenge. So... Let's take out the Prowler when he's not expecting it, and then we can just mop up later. Mm-hmm. But Peter Parker, Miles takes him away and all this and helps him. Right. So um, Kingpin shoots the Prowler and then just, like, waits. Like, doesn't, like, make sure he's dead. Doesn't, like, make sure the job is done. Well, I, I think just Peter Parker, like, it's cool. Miles, Miles takes him away, and then there's, like, a battle going on in Aunt May's house. Like, legit. Like, yeah, there's, like, and May's six... like, can we take this outside? <laughs> <laughs> and again, she starts like kiss, kicking her own ass. Like, she does. She's, she doesn't. She has no superpowers. She just has like a bat. Yeah, she's and got a like, I'm bat. tired of this bullshit. I'm like this. I love this woman. She. We. I want an Aunt May sometime. Mm-hmm. Just Aunt May. This. This Aunt May. Mm-hmm. Or also like the Avengers Aunt May, which is the Marissa Tomei Aunt May. Yeah, I mean, like I'm here for that too, but you know, different reasons. But she. Um, Gee, so there's a whole battle going on, and and like cops are coming, and one of the cops is of course Miles's dad. Who right? Finds- okay, Miles's dad works in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Aunt May lives in Queens. Okay, those first off, geographically, those are adjacent. Are they? Yeah, they're both on Long Island. Okay. Bronx is up north on the main, like mainland, like, but like America, I guess. Uh, New Manhattan's York traffic island. can like a Bronx cop get to Queens? Oh, legit. Are they like close enough together that like maybe it was on like like he's on the Queens edge of Brooklyn and she's on the Brooklyn edge of Queens? Yeah, yeah, and they're kind of. I mean, so like I don't know anything about New if York. He, if he, Brooklyn and Queens kind of come to a point pointed at Manhattan on the end of Long Island, so, so like so you've got Manhattan and east of Manhattan is Long Island or okay. Long Island. Long There's like a lot of extra G's. I can't, and I can't do I it. I can't say it. Um, but and that stretches out. All the way up through Long Island because it's a long island. I guess so. It's, it's the, adequately It's named. the Long Island. But like Brooklyn Queens are kind of bisecting the the western tip of Long Island. Okay. And pointed at Manhattan. Okay. So. Because so it's like, very clear that he lives in Brooklyn. Like it is no, part of his. No, he lives in Queens. No. Oh, Miles lives in Brooklyn. Peter Parker lives in Queens. Queens. But Miles. Miles lives in Brooklyn. But those are right next to each other. Like Bronx, like I said, that's on like the mainland. Like, okay. That's like, if you just, you can drive out of Bronx and never cross water and be in the rest of the United States. Manhattan's his own island. Um, you had to cross bridges to get to mm-hmm. New Jersey or Bronx or Queens and um, Manhattan or Queens in Brooklyn. Okay. And then Staten Island, surprisingly, is its own island. Is its own island. <laughs> so, and then there's other islands. There's Rikers and Governors and I mean, whatever. Um, okay, Liberty so that's not completely LS. ridiculous. No, no. If like, they were like kind of near, like uh, of all of those, like yeah, like Brooklyn Nine Nine, like the 
where the the precinct for Brooklyn mm-hmm. Nine Nine is is probably one of the borders of that precinct would be Queens. Okay. So like those are different boroughs, but they're like counties. Yeah, they're I don't, they they are. They were probably their own cities like two hundred years ago, but now they're not. Now it's just we can't handle that. Anyway, so yeah, Miles's dad shows up. Yeah. Because there's like four cops in this town. I feel like <laughs> and Miles' yeah, dad is one of them. That that was a little unreasonable. It was but, a little like saved by the belly, where like mm, there's only four people here. It's yeah, cool. They can be in everything. Slater is on every athletic team. It's true. Miles' dad is response to every police call. He's always on. But he he shows up and he sees Spider Man, who is Miles, in a mask. In a mask. Uh, over the Prowler's body, who is Aaron, his brother. And he's right. like, I need an APV on On a Spider-Man. new Spider-Man. On a new Spider-Man, because they know the old Spider-Man's dead. The new Spider-Man, obviously, taking a turn for the dark, right? Because he's, like, right, shooting. he's, like, killing people. Yeah. And so, you know, Miles gets out of there, and it's a whole thing. Right. It's like the, uh, whatever, the other goblin son who was like, Spider-Man killed my dad. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, my dad was the, evil. From the original, um, from the original Rami Right. Spider-Man trilogy. Right. It felt very like Spider-Man, Toby, Spider-Man killed my dad. Yeah, with Tobey Maguire. Not but, the Andrew like Garfield. Not the... I don't know. I stopped watching Spider-Man movies. I legit haven't seen Homecoming. I saw the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. Yeah. I saw all three of those. I did not see Spider-Man 3 at was, all. That was the one with Venom played nope. by the guy nope. from that 70s show? Nope. Topher? Nope. You didn't see that one? Nope. Oh, it had, it had, oh, what's his guy, what's his head from Silver Spoons slash... Rick. Oh. I want to see his not, name not, Rick. not Rick. Not, not the Rick one. The guy that was in Sideways with, um, with, uh, Paul Giamatti. The guy from Wings? Yeah, the guy from Wings. <laughs> he wasn't in Silver Spoons. Wasn't he? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe he, was. he was. I think he was a supporting character. But he, he was some sort of child actor that came okay. back later. And he uh, he was Sandman and... Yeah, I know that guy. I know that guy. And then, like, um, oh my gosh, Topher Grace was... I know Topher Grace, but Venom. I... Venom. I did not see this movie. Why was Topher Grace Venom? Why? Because they Why? Just... Do you know how many muscles Venom has? Do you know how many muscles Topher Grace has? CG, babe. CG. It's not okay. It's not okay. This is not believable. No. Well, I mean, so they turned, um, uh, what's his head? Um, the guy that played Bane in the last person's name. <laughs> I don't know, because I didn't see it. He's, he's British. Okay. He played Venom in the most recent Venom. I don't know. If it's not Benedict Cumberbatch, I don't know who it is. <laughs> the, uh, you know more British actors than that. Uh, I know Benedict Cumberbatch. I know, like, the guy who played Harry Potter. <laughs> like, all of Harry Potter. Oh, what's his name? He was in... He was Bane. Don't move. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this podcast is going to need a lot of editing. Sorry. No, I think I'm just going to release the, the live big cut of this, and we'll just deal with the fallout. Oh, this is really long, guys. We're, we'll lose, like, both of our subscribers. Sorry, subscribers. But, um... But they, anyway, where were we in the story? So, uh, so they all get together. So all the battle spider, Aunt Mays. all the spider people are together. Battle at Aunt Mays. Meanwhile, Miles comes back and is like, "I just figured out my uncle is predator and was trying to kill me." Prowler, and a prowler, 
and uh predator is a different franchise i'm sorry and um spider-man noir was like oh it's a hell of an origin story you got there and <laughs> which i appreciate yeah i do appreciate the lampshading and every after the battle everyone's like yeah we know how you feel like we've all had this like shitty like moment for like me it was my uncle ben and for me it was my best friend peter parker and for me it was like I don't know what spider pig. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, so that got cut. Mm-hmm. I actually saw this uh, on an article where it was supposed to be his uncle Ben got turned into sausage. And like, Too real. And Too like, real. <laughs> but it was like totally played for laughs. And they like, it was in that scene where they're talking about. Like they so, all lost someone and they like no one. He's like, I feel like no one can understand. He's like, really we're the only people in this whole universe who can understand yeah. and so like peter porker gets the line of just like yeah I, I i totally get it i've lost people too and but they don't really go into the depth of what they actually had because like in test screenings it was just like not okay they're just mm-hmm. like that's a little dark and weird and yeah 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 and so like uh peter porker is like the hardest part about this job is you can't always save everything like yeah which is really profound which is yeah which is very true and uh so they make a plan about how what they're gonna do with the hadron collider and yeah. it's like so the plan is start it up send everybody back and then uh the last person somebody's gotta be has there to destroy it and miles is like i have to be the one to destroy it i'm the only one from this universe everyone else is gonna just like explode if they stay here long enough but like peter b parker's like listen my life's sucks also you're not ready and you're not ready you were you are 15 you have no training like Like, this is not gonna work you're not you're not good enough yet and like i love you man but like i can't tough love time yeah i don't feel like you can do this job also peter b parker's suicidal yeah he like truth he's in a dark place like he is in a very dark place i feel like he should also not be making that decision (laughs) but at the same time like everybody else is like well you know i'm not gonna make that decision i have something to live for on the other side of that wall so right if you want to if you want to put this on you cool but i'm gonna go that way right and so he does and so they um so peter b parker Mm-hmm. Ties you up. just call him Peter Parker. The other one's dead. What well, I? Yeah, he's not. He's comic book dead. It doesn't really matter. In this case, it does. No. We'll see on the sequel. Who knows? <laughs> he could be back. He's blonde. Perfect. Um. <laughs> so Peter B. Parker ties up Miles so yeah. that he can't follow them. Right. Because he doesn't feel like he's ready. Right. Um. And then, uh, some. And then while he's tied up. That's My, when they break into the... Miles' dad comes to his door and is oh, like, they have the whole hey, heart, like, and they have like a heart, like, I see you there, like, you don't have to respond, I'm just gonna say some things, like... Which again is like a great dad moment, like, mm-hmm. he's a good dad. He's such a good dad. He's like, listen, I understand you don't want to talk to me, I understand we're, our, our relationship is strained, but I have to tell you this, like, and I want you to listen, I love you, I see great potential in you, I... I I want to be there for you. I want to encourage you. I want to be your best friend. I want to be everything you want me to be. But I also need you to not be a dipshit and waste your potential. Right. And you need to understand that I'm working hard for you and I'm pulling for you. And it is kind of like the child of immigrants, like feeling of like, 
listen, I can't live the life I want, but maybe you could live, like, right. the life I want. And, like, all of these hopes and dreams that me and your mother have for you, like... Well, yeah, it's for reasons. And it's a whole thing. And I want you to have a better life than I have. And he he sells it. And Peter has a whole moment. And he's like, I get it. Like, Not I, Peter, Miles. Miles. Miles has a whole moment where he's like, I get it. I'm, I have something to live for. I have something to fight for. I, I get where I'm going with this. Bring it on. And he kind of breaks out of his things. Right. He just Meanwhile, like, is kind of zen-y. This is back to where they're breaking. Meanwhile, the other spiders are breaking into... The Hadron Collider. The Hadron Collider through the benefit dinner where everybody's dressed like Spider-Man. And, yes. And yes. so they end up... Oh, and Peter B. Parker has like a thing with MJ. And Gwen's like, it's not your MJ. You have to stop. You have to stop. Like, this is not okay. This is not okay. You can't just be like, hey, you're... I need to make up for all the mistakes I made with my MJ with you. Because like his marriage dimension. failed. Right. But like her husband died. Like she doesn't have to deal with your bullshit. And so, like, there's this really weird, awkward situation, and everybody's just miserable through it, except Peter B. Parker, who is oblivious and trying to get his own demons out, and it's awesome. Right, right. It's and great. Gwen's like, cool. <laughs> like, like she, is, is... she is totally in the moment, like, this is not okay. This is like, not okay. This is fantastic. None of this is okay. And so then they end up down, and there's this huge fight. It's a battle. Yeah, it's a battle. Like a battle in and the Hadron Collider. So Kingpin is trying to smash realities together and suck his his family out so mm-hmm. he can have a wife and kids again. Right. right. So he kid. can start an interdimensional war. Yeah, really. Again, horrible plan. This is not going to work. And so they're fighting and like all these alternate New York cities are coming through. Right. And like it sucks up into like the 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 stoplights and the yeah there's some, like little places and, and where it's coming through the, on the surface and people are like mm, i think it's a banksy yeah. like yeah it's really cool it's a fun little moment but like down in the collider like all these like buildings are coming out and like, like subway trains and, and subway taxi. trains and yeah like, it's, it's really strange. surreal but it's like very um comic booky and very very new york like, a lot of the like quintessential. Oh yeah, like there's checker cabs everywhere and subway cars and t- skyscrapers. Like right, eh, and, ba- that's New and York. bagel delis and like. Oh yeah, there's a moment where like they smash into a, a hot dog cart at some point. Like, and there's a big fight and everybody in is... weird interdimensional space that I don't understand. And then Miles has had this moment and he's busted out of his things and he's figured out magically how to drive or how to do his stuff. Yeah. How to go invisible on command and how to shoot his little. And shock people. And shock. Yeah. His little electronic. Like while there's this battle going on, there's also like the coming into your powers montage. Right. Right. And And then he goes to Aunt May's house and he gets a new suit and he like spray paints it. Which dries in the course of this battle. I mean, it's special fabric. But it's also spray paint. Yeah. Anyway. It's okay. But he shows up and he fights in this battle. Mm-hmm. And everybody is defeated and almost everybody is defeated. Like the, the big villains, the Octo- the Scorpion is there. Uh, I don't Dr. even Octopus remember the Scorpion. But he was the guy Do- with the robo But Doc Ock is there. And so Doc Ock, when they first steal the computer, they're like, who's your invisible friend? Like, this is so interesting. But then later, when 
he is invisible and fighting Doc Ock, she's, like, completely confused. <laughs> like, she's like, never seen an invisible Spider-Man. Like, she literally just saw an invisible Spider-Man like, three days ago. I know. You have multiple degrees in physics. Which I don't think really prepares you for this moment, but sure. Like, you saw an invisible man three days ago. You should realize, like, oh, yeah, invisible man's still around. That's a thing that can happen in this universe. Right? But but in this but universe, she's, she's totally like, confused. I'm so confused. Yeah, but anyway... So they defeat the underling villains. Mm-hmm. Kingpin is still around. And then they start like, they, they're they able to overpower the thing so that it can suck them back into their dimensions. Right. And they all go back to their own dimensions one at a time. Yeah. Including. Because it's real important to do one at a time. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't want to end up in the wrong dimension. That would be weird. So Yeah. So it's like you dial in a dimension and then I you're guess. like, bloop. But, and then it's like, all right, bye, spider I feel like it was more just like open, like. Go to whatever dimension, like hope you end up in the right your place. Your atoms are like charged with your dimensional resonance. whatever resonance, and it will just like automatically zhuzh sure. you to your own dimension. But maybe not. I don't know. But I feel that way. They so they they end up getting sucked into the right dimensions, and then it's just Miles mm-hmm. versus and Kingpin P- and Peter B. Parker. Oh, Peter B. Parker for but a he, while. Yeah, and so they're fighting together, but then Miles finally kind of defeats Peter B. Parker in kind of a fight. Right. Like a mini fight that's right. going and on. Right, and it's like, look, I, I got this. Like, you're going to be fine. You need to go back. And and Peter B. Parker's Parker like, is like, fine. I get it. You win. You win. You're, you, you got this. And so Peter, so Miles drops Peter B. Parker into the dimensional rift. And then kind of shuts it down, but like still crazy stuff is happening. And right, and they like suck in new family for Kingpin while he's trying to kill Spider Man. And so they come back to the same like crossroads, crossroads, and like we have to go. And he's oh like, No, don't go, stay with me forever. And then Kingpin still is like, This is all Spider Man's fault. I'm like, None of this is Spider Man's fault. If you would just stop trying to kill Spider Man, your family would stop freaking out. Yeah, like, really, it's not that hard to not be a supervillain. Just not kill Spider-Man. I have not been That's a supervillain all, all my life. I'm also not a multi-billionaire, so, like, maybe... Maybe it comes with, like, multi-billionaire-ship. I'm not going to mention Jeff I Bezos. I don't know how that word works. Jeff Bezos is really turning into Lex Luthor. I mean, also, Elon Musk. He, he's like one good volcano layer away from being a supervillain. I mean... Isn't he? Yeah. He sold flamethrowers. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. That's not a thing non-supervillains do. No. It's really not. But anyway... Sorry, Elon Musk, if you, if you want to sponsor us, we'll take your money. Or your Teslas. Either. I like the X's. Um, and... But there's this whole thing where he just... But... So they're fighting, and eventually... Miles' dad shows up again. Right, because he's on every beat. He's everywhere. He is... I don't know where this Halo Collider is. We need to investigate that guy, because he is his own superhero. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Um, And then, so Miles is, like, fighting Kingpin, and he realizes, like, the real value of this whole thing is family or whatever bullshit. Because his dad is there. And so he And so he shuts down the Collider so that, like, literally everyone in New York doesn't die. Yeah, because he's always dead. Um, and, and Kingpin ends up everyone else's up. life wouldn't have occurred to him if he didn't see his dad. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you got to keep it personal. Like, that's one of the things with these movies. Like, it's really hard to relate to the person that's trying to save the world. It's really easy to relate to the person that's trying to save his dad. Like, I can kind of get that. I don't that. know. Doesn't the fact that the world includes his dad, like, 
a factor? I guess maybe, but I don't know. But he he saves the world slash his dad, mm-hmm. shuts down the collider. Wilson Fisk slash Kingpin is very upset. Right. And, and grumpy. And grumpy, but ends up like there's a crater in Queens, as there would be, because there's a ginormous freaking collider underneath the streets. Right. Wouldn't you think that would be like something people had to vote on? <laughs> I think there's some zoning laws that are being... Right. Right. I feel, literally... like, I feel like there's some dirty money that we need to trace. Yeah. Like somebody was turning a blind eye to a large amount of like dirt and material being hauled out of the basements of Queens. Right. Right. Like, like just the construction that would have to happen... To have a hidden... To have a hidden Hadron Collider? I just don't know. Like In Queens? You don't hide Hadron Colliders in Queens. You don't. You go to, like, Nebraska, where nobody fucking cares. Like, yeah, you buy, like, 6,000 acres of Nebraska land for, like, $87. Right, right. And you and make some a Hadron Collider pelts there. Or something. Right. Yeah, like, why has it got to be in... Why, why does it, it have to be in New York? I don't know. Because... Also, digging through granite is hard. You don't pick something that's granite. Yeah, yeah you don't. It's like all it's all loam. It's fine. Like just go there. But anyway, and so at the end of the movie, like Wilson Fisk is like strung up between two buildings. With Spider Man does it, yeah, Spider- with a note, with a note. It's like a, from your friendly neighborhood, which is Spider Man, which by the way is very traditional Spider Man. Yes, they do that. He does that a lot, and then his dad finds him. And there's this whole moment where, like, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and the whole... First, first he calls his dad as Miles. As Miles. And is like, hey, dad. Hey, I'm okay. I'm okay. And he's like, oh, I'm so glad you're okay. Like, I have to talk to you. Like, something bad happened to Uncle Aaron. He's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I know. And he never is like, how do you know? He's... Maybe it was on the news. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But, like... He's like, yeah, I know. And he was like, I'm so sorry, Dad. And he's like, I'm sorry, too. You know, like, yeah. like do you know who did it? And he's like, I thought I did. But now I don't think so. Like, because yeah. he needed to know that his dad didn't think that Spider-Man killed his uncle. Yeah. And so then he, Miles has to go. Yeah. You know, so it, in the middle of the call, he's like, okay, I got to go, Dad. I love you. And he's like, I love you, too. And then he goes down as Spider-Man. And then he's like, I'm Spider-Man. You're welcome. Like, here's Wilson Fisk. Right. Know. Here's Kingpin. Love you. And he's like, I love you, Dad. Or, I love you. I, I love mean, you. Bye. I mean, bye. Yeah, it's a great moment. And and then, you know, it's like, hey, I'm Spider-Man now. And like, you know my story. I got bit by a radioactive spider, which is like this whole little pastiche that happens whenever they introduce a new Spider-Man. He, he does that as Miles now as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it's really cute and endearing. And then he's like, yep. Yep, now I'm Spider-Man. And then he's like, yeah. And it ends with him, like, laying in his bed, looking at the ceiling. like Singing uh, Post Malone. Post Malone. A lot of Post Malone in this. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Guys, I don't, I'm, like, scandalized by Post Malone's tattooed face. <laughs> like, it's just a lot. Does he have just, a tattooed face? Yeah! You've never seen him? You should Google that. him. I don't <laughs> think I should. He um, has, yeah. Um, anyway. But he, um, but then there's a whole... Thing and all of a sudden he's like st- laying in his bed like yeah I guess it's not so bad and you hear you see the like bubble effect that is the right. interdimensional like, bridge Gwen comes in to like just like FaceTime him through another dimension I feel like that's gonna be unstable 
I feel like that's going to create some instability. And then how do you explain, like, I have a girlfriend, but she's, like, in another dimension. I think that's, like, like the next level. She's from Canada. Right, right. Like, guys, you would know her. Like, she's just from another dimension. <laughs> no. Like, no. No. But also, I'm going to say this. I do appreciate the fact that like, her and Miles never really, like, there wasn't, like, a romantic thing necessarily. Yeah, there was, like, a friend there was like thing, an awkward thing like, where he was like, I with think like maybe. maybe. But then like that guy shut right the heck down. And they were just kind of like, maybe you can just be friends. And at the end, they were just friends and good for them. Like, good for them not trying to shoehorn a real romantic storyline onto like some 16 year old, 15 year old kid. Right. Because he doesn't know what he wants. It's true. It's How many true. of us would have been good for marrying our 16 year old girlfriends? I mean, boyfriends? That's not answering. I that. didn't have a boyfriend when I was sixteen, but yeah. I made good choices. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, she's uh, my my sixteen year old girlfriend. I make good choices. Fine. Yeah, good for you. Mm-hmm. My sixteen year old girlfriend's actually a really decent individual. Right. She's right. Fine. Like, I mean, I was an usher at her wedding. It was fine. Right. Like that. That we were mature-ish adults. Right. It would have been fine. It would have been fine. But anyway, but I I like you better. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. This is the part where you say I like you better. Sure. Okay. Good. Okay. Um, I'll take it. And but yeah, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was really, really, really great. It was really it enjoyable. Was a really good movie. And we can apparently talk to it for like an hour and a half. Right, for longer than the actual movie is. We can talk about this movie. But I think half an hour was like complaining that we had lice in our house, which is still a thing I could complain about. Oh my oh, gosh, guys, you guys, it's so terrible. I mean, it's not that bad. It's not bed bugs. I will take lice over bed bugs any day because lice just live on you and bed bugs live on all of your things. I don't know if like just living on you is really that much. It's of so a, much better. It's so much better. I mean, better. it is better, but it, it doesn't is. sound better right now. <laughs> it's not better. Because, you know, if you leave your house, all the lice die in like two days. Yeah. So let's, can we just like go on vacation for two days? Sure. Try to, like, book a hotel. Ugh, we both have jobs. We got to work. I mean, I don't know if I actually work, but I, I mean, I do show up. We try. We try. So. Anyway, thank you um, for listeners, for listening to and, the yeah. entirety of this. If you got to all of this, like, gold star. You deserve a gold star. Yeah, and, and a drink. And so. a drink. So anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. Parent responsibly. Parent responsibly.